You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Oh, hello! 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 Hello. Hello! Back from uh, like two wait, two weeks. You were how long were you gone to? Uh, yeah, England? well, it was about twelve days. I was on uh, I was I was on vacation slash I was speaking at a uh, conference called the Newborn Photography Conference in Coventry, Coventry, mm-hmm. in the UK, and uh, just got back a couple days ago. And so we missed a couple of podcasts because I was gone, and you know you don't know the internet is, is wherever you're going to be. We were all over the country, and it wasn't uh, the time difference, so we just sort of took a hiatus. And now we're back, baby, we're back. And the trip was about twelve days and traveling with toddlers, not as relaxing as you might think. <laughs> I wouldn't think it would be <laughs> relaxing at all. I would not, in fact, think it was relaxing in in the in the in the, in the, the tiniest bit relaxing. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, however, I, you know, I did get to do some cool stuff. Went to Stonehenge, and uh, went Stonehenge. to Stonehenge. Yes, yeah, Stonehenge. I went to Stonehenge. No and one I knows learned... why they were there. No <laughs> one knows why they built it. It is. Uh, it is a pretty spectacular place, actually. Um, and I learned the difference between a rock and a stone. Did you know what the difference was between a rock and a stone? Uh, I. I uh... I did not know. Okay. Uh, but I'm hoping that you're going to tell me. It's not a joke. I'm, I know. <laughs> the, I know you're not. The, the difference between a rock and a stone is that a rock is completely natural and untouched, and a stone has been adjusted by human hands. So, like, Stonehenge is rocks that have been molded right. into that, uh, into that uh, whatever, you know. Which makes them stone. Which makes them stone. Which is why it's Stonehenge and, and not, not Rockhenge. And not Rockhenge. I mean, so, it would be a, it would be a pretty spectacular if 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 they had formed that without anybody doing anything. Right. So that would be that would really be a miracle. But that then it could be called Rockhenge. Yes. So in the movie The Rock, when Sean Connery says, "Welcome to the Rock," welcome to the Rock, he should actually be saying, "Welcome to the Stone," because they had they had actually worked on that <laughs> island. <laughs> Quite a bit. I mean, that, there were houses there and stuff. So that's that's what you're going to go with. It's going to be welcome to the stone. I'm just I, saying. I guess. I'm just. I mean, technically speaking, but I mean, I mean, they're on a rock, but there have been modifications. So would that be rock slash stone, or would that be stone? Where's the line? I wouldn't be able to say. I only just learned the difference. I couldn't start renaming movies with my knowledge at this point. I really need a little more research. I'm just saying. Where's the point where you cross over? From rock to stone. How much work has to be done on the rock before it becomes a stone? I don't know. Twelve percent. Would you say? Would you call him Dwayne the Stone Johnson? Mm, no, I mean, I guess it seems like he puts I mean, a lot he of puts work a lot into of work it. into that, right? <laughs> <laughs> he puts a lot of work into being the rock. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't look easy at all. No, I mean, it looks kind of. I had an interview with him, and he was having an interview, and uh, they they went to the hotel uh, the hotel restaurant. And the guy comes over, and the rock hands him a little tinfoil wrapped box, and he goes, "Would you just uh, take this back to the chefs and have them heat it up for me?" And the uh, waiter goes, uh, "I don't, I don't know if they'll do that." And Rock looks at him, and goes, "Oh, they'll do it." <laughs> like I'm the rock, they're gonna do it. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought to myself, I getting being rich and famous is great, but if in order to be rich and famous, I had to carry around my food in a to go bag and have people cook it for me everywhere I went in order to maintain the physique necessary to be the rock. I'm not sure it's worth it. 
sure it's worth it. I yeah, don't know. I mean, being rich and famous is great, but so's pizza. You know, I yeah. mean, a nice slice of pizza and a cold beer to give that up just for what money? I mean, he ha- he has pizza. You got to follow the guy on Instagram. He has cheat days. He does. He ate like six pizzas in one day once. Okay, pretty, all it right. Was a pretty good Instagram day. I'm just saying, know? when you got to carry your own food with you everywhere you go, that's wow. You that's know? that's commitment. You know when you got prize fighters, movie stars. You ever see those pictures like in the tabloids, and it's like those buff movie stars in between roles, and they look just like everybody else. They yes. really do. Yes. They just they just go on those regiments because maintaining one percent body fat cannot be totally healthy. No. You know. So no. I mean, you got You got to You know. You you get Chris Hemsworth getting ready to play Thor. He's hitting the gym and going on a diet. You know. Right. But I bet you he has a lot of pizza and beer in between Marvel movies. Yeah, some maybe, but I wouldn't think a lot, but probably some, yeah. Yeah, probably some. Sorry. So what what did we do over in on, in England that was exciting and interesting besides Stonehenge? I mean, the photography side, did you speak? Where did you speak? Yeah, it's it's a conference called the Newborn Photography Show, and it is, I didn't teach, photo, uh, the, I taught marketing instead of, you know, because it's geared towards like newborns. And it was actually, it was, a, it was a great conference at this beautiful location. If you are anywhere near there in the UK or... Um, or can get there, and and this is your thing. They've actually renamed it now. It's now going to be the Newborn and Portrait Show instead of the Newborn Photography Show, and so it's going to open it up to to more stuff. If you can get there, you have to get there, especially if you are a single man photographer. I'm telling you, you have to get there, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. So they have a big banquet, an awards banquet, on the last night of the conference, and it is a formal to do. Everybody gets dolled up, and let's say there was probably the banquet. Somewhere between, I think, let's just call it 200 people. There are 200 people at the awards banquet. Um, And about 185 of them were beautiful women. Right. And about 15 men. Yeah, baby baby photographers are going to be women for the most part. Right. So what you've got is you've got a bunch of beautiful, talented women dressed like they're going to the Oscars and... No, there was not one single man at the whole place. Every, all the men there were either a date of a woman who was already there or or married. There was not one. If one single man, it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. One single man could have been there. He could have had the night of his life. Right. It would have been zero percent chance of failure. You could have just had a dance partner the whole night. It would have been a fan. You'd have been the most popular guy in the place. But alas, there were none. And so I'm gonna. If you're a single male photographer in the UK, get to that conference and get to a meet. You, you can register already for the 2019 show, and you you do it. You do it right now. So you do that- it for me. You do it for Bure. You do it for married men everywhere who want to live vicariously through your success. You do it now. Don't let us down. You you know who you are. Wow. Don't let us down. Wow. That's okay. Went much further than I thought it would. Yeah, sorry, I feel a little passionate about that. <laughs> Is that the only thing you did over there, you know, photography related? Hung out, yeah, really. I hung out with my sister. Uh, she uh, and I went I went bat trapping. That was kind of cool. I was going to say, is this the sister I've met? But you answered that question with the bat trapping. Because I know that your, your sister, home of the famous quote, one of my favorite copes, smell that guano who came from your, <laughs> si- your sister, yes. who gets excited when she smells bat guano. Yes, she's a bit out there. Most, yeah. mo- you find most of the ecologists and naturalists and people who are in the natural sciences are a little bit weird. They get, you know, when they get real excited about stuff. Um, I like but- that. I, I like. I like that someone's excited about something because I'm never excited about anything. 
So, you know, so if you're excited about bat crap, then go, you go. You know, if you're excited about your model trains or whatever, I, or I love that. I love that you've got something to be excited about. I'm not excited about anything, Gary. Never, ever excited about anything. I'm really sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it's a depressing, That's, horrible life. It, it sounds bad. Yeah. It sounds a, sounds a terrible way to live. Uh, yes. So... So I went on a, uh, she's doing a PhD study in migratory patterns of, you know, stupid bats or something. Uh, and, and, and I went with her and her volunteers trapping bats. So you basically you go out at sun, before sunset, set up all these nets and stuff, and then you trap bats and you weigh them and you measure them and then you let them go. And then you record the species and take a DNA sample and stuff. And it was actually really cool. I never got to see my sister work before. So I did that, stayed out in a freezing cold English forest catching bats all through the night the one night that we were there how do you and, uh, catch the bat how do you do it how do you do you use a net or i mean you do you go and grab the bat or do you oh yeah it's all freehand you just you just grab them as they, as they go it's running all through the forest snatching them. reaching out akimbo grabbing bats off the trees <laughs> snatching them out of the sky i mean really... i mean do you do you attract them with a lure to a trap or is it or do you grab them when they're sleeping do you you know use like a butterfly net or how well you use you use science to determine what uh places might be home to bats looking for signs of their uh, where right. they might be living you set up bat boxes giving them a place where they can readily make a, a nest and right. then you just set up giant nets near where they are you know you're guessing basically where they might pop out and then after, periodically throughout a night you know one or two will get caught in the net here and there and then you you know take them out and stuff so you just put up these 30 foot tall screens and they just kind of fly into them and coincidentally, then, uh, coincidentally, yeah. the bat box, the most useful of Bruce Wayne's devices. <laughs> whenever, whenever he had to move, he would use the bat box. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they stack up so neatly. It's got recessed <laughs> handles, so it doesn't waste any space. Handles, really shaped, clever. handles shaped like bats, of course. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Yes, clearly. What are, you, what are they going to be, not because shaped bat, like bats? Because Batman's all about branding. Have you ever like, noticed that? He's all he about really branding. Is. No, for a guy who tries to go unnoticed most of the time. If you can shape it like a bat, it's going to be shaped like a bat. Batman, the toilet handles in his house are shaped like bats. Everything is shaped like a bat, if possible. Which, again, for a guy who's trying to to stay incognito most of the time, to use a bright yellow logo in the shape of a bat on everything is really not not very inconspicuous. (laughs) Well, now that's about branding. He he, he doesn't want to be inconspicuous. He wants Batman to be a presence, but yeah. But, now, your branding is when when a criminal gets picked up by the police because they're hanging upside down from a light pole, and they say, a giant bat got me. That's your brand right there. Yeah, He's over-logoing his brand. He's really over-designed. But I just always like the way that there was a bat on everything. Everything's bat-shaped or has a bat on it. <laughs> the, the the original film uh, made from the series the the you know with uh, Adam West yes is one of the one of my favorite things of all time the the uh, they've got bat everything so he's got yes. bat you remember the bat shark repellent yes he had the bat shark repellent so he's a hanging from a helicopter the bat shark and repellent shark is grabbed on yes to the, <laughs> and he re- yells up to Robin who is flying a helicopter yes. and the bat he helicopter goes, it had wings hand me down the bat shark repellent yeah. and he hands it down to him he sprays the shark in the face with an aerosol can the shark immediately lets go hits the surface of the water then explodes well i'm pretty sure there the, the shark didn't the shark have some sort of explosion thing? hadn't they attached something to the shark or was it, it was just the just the, as far as i know just shark repellent i mean the, maybe oh, the just, shark oh the shark repellent caused the explosion well, maybe that, the shark repellent made it i don't know if you haven't seen that clip go on youtube i encourage you well that's what makes it the bat the bat repellent is that it is it explodes the shark? It's an incendiary. It de- it's an incendiary device, as well as a, a compact aerosol that's conveniently located <laughs> next to the squid repellent, 
compact. and the uh, and the fish repellent. A compact so aerosol. A compact aerosol uh, uh, accelerant and hey. combustible material. Hey, did you see that the uh, the monkey that took the selfie uh, that they sold the rights and there's going to be a movie now about the monkey selfie story? No, yes. really. Condo Nass has bought the rights to the story. Uh, okay, so, so give it, give us a little background if anybody isn't caught up. With well, us yeah, on we've the talked about this several times on the podcast about a guy who set up a camera on a tripod and a monkey and a, around a bunch of monkeys and a, and a monkey, you know, came and it took it a selfie of ape. the monkey. It might have been an ape, and um, and then he was sued by PETA saying that he didn't own the copyright because he didn't push the shutter that the monkey, in fact, owned the copyright. And it was thrown out of court uh, eventually, but now that whole that whole thing is going to be a movie. Which I'm just hoping that the money he gets for selling the rights to the movie is more than he ever would have gotten from the picture, which he was robbed of because the picture was shared worldwide without him getting any money whatsoever. And I'm hoping that in the end result, he ends up making more money now because of the stupid lawsuit against him than he would have had it not happened. That's what I'm hoping H- for. Here's, here's the question. Does the monkey... Get points on the movie. I know back in back in points. <laughs> he doesn't get gross points. He gets back in points. After I say maybe on merchandising. You know, mm-hmm. you give him a little percentage of the merchandising. Rather he's not than getting. The he's not getting the merchandising. They learned their lesson with Lucas. They don't give them uh, <laughs> merchandising. But he's gonna get. Uh, he's gonna get like a half a point on the back end after merchandising and distribution. But he will be expected to do the talk show circuit to promote the film. And he's probably going to have to sign up for at least two possible sequels and their right yes. to use his likeness. And, and carry you know. his food around in a little plastic bag whenever he goes. <laughs> and get and obviously he's going to get people to heat up his bananas foster when he brings yes. it himself to the he's restaurant. Gotta, he's going to have to maintain his physique in between the sequels. Well, I don't think monkeys have a problem maintaining their physique. Yes. Or apes. It might yes. have been one of the great apes. I'm not familiar with the species. And contractually, difference. contractually forbidden to uh, fling his feces in any other movie uh, <laughs> while he's in that movie. Much in the same way that Daniel Craig is forbidden to wear a tuxedo in any movie except a Bond film. That's that's standard monkey movie yes. contract. Standard movie. Know. Standard contract. This is a standard I thought contract. Just everybody sign. Just sign right that. here. Just sign. Do you want to be famous? Just sign right here. That's a standard contract. So the monkey says, so what you're telling me is... <laughs> I can't throw my poo on camera except for you. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's a standard contract, monkey. Here you go, Mr. Barry Gordy. You, you go. can have the rights to all my feces. All the famous monkeys. <laughs> Lancelot Link, King Kong, all Absolutely. of them had the poo contract. And you're, you're no different than anybody else. Don't be thinking you're special. Sign. That Amy from that, that monkey from the movie Congo. The, bad Amy. Bad Amy. Marcel no, from Friends. All oh, yeah. had the monkey flinging contract clause. Just sign it. And then you're going to be a very happy man. You're going to be very famous. Yeah, you're going to make going to make you going to make you a very rich monkey. I was what watching. Speaking of watching, speaking of, I don't know. It's like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson marathon this weekend in my house because we watched Jumanji last night, and then today before the podcast, I was watching Baywatch, and I was they just a, put that on Hulu and Amazon. Yeah, so I was watching it. I was watching it on Hulu, and um. And embarrassed that I was enjoying it, you know, because I'm like, oh, this is just going to be so stupid. I'm going to watch 10 minutes to see how stupid it is. And it is stupid, but kind of funny stupid. So I was kind of enjoying it. And He but, can't really miss for me. I think I've seen almost everything. I, like, Jumanji was surprisingly good, I thought. Yeah, I was surprised, too. I but, was surprised by how much I liked it. But uh, there was a scene in there, where I, and I thought, you know, in the era of, uh, of I don't know, in the era of, of, of Me Too. There's a scene in there where the boy geeky lifeguard who's in love with the female lifeguard uh, is taking a shower in the shower room, and she comes in to get a food order and just stands there while he's completely embarrassed and naked. She just stands there and acts, and just talks to him to get his food order, blah, 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 blah. And that's a funny moment. And I thought, if those roles were reversed, it would be huge that a guy walked in on a girl who was naked. But we still let men 
be played that way, even in the movies. You know what mm. I mean? That we will still play a man that way in the movies. That it's okay that she just walked in on a naked man and just stood there while he was naked and didn't even bother to try and turn around. That's just funny. I respect that you're a warrior for social justice. I am a warrior for social justice because I'm just telling you that if she'd walked in on me, you know, I'd have been very upset. <laughs> probably, probably a completely different reason why you would be upset. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a huge double standard, you know. And I'm and 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 I wonder if we're not going to soon reach a point where you won't see something like that either, where where the the, the general message will be: let's all respect each other all the time. Hmm. Won't be very funny, but <laughs> we'll be respecting each other. Oh, and I've got a couple of requests here to turn my volume up. Guys, it's up as far as it goes. Quit asking. Just turn your computer up. What's all the volume is too low? Yeah, on me, I guess. I don't know. I got it all the way up. Nothing I can do at this point. We're just going to roll with it. All right. Yeah, so uh, we got a couple of interesting stories in the news besides, uh, you know, monkey movie rights. Um, Monkey gate. Monkey gate. There's so many gates. So many gates. Um, I have this one. This is actually from uh, a dedicated listener, Carol DeAnda. And let's see here. Did you know that uh, in this story, which was actually kind of hard to find online, that Picture People has closed all its locations? Yeah, I heard that uh, last week that they had closed all of their locations. Uh, you know, do you want to um, comment on that? Yeah, okay, let me read the news story here because the title, I had to find it on CBS Pittsburgh. I did like 10 searches to find a good article on this. Okay. And, and, and to only find it on a, a, a regional, regional or local you know, news station well, they, website. They shut, down, they shut down in my mall years ago. So for, for all I, I knew, they were, been, I, I thought they were already dead. Well, this story is from May 18th, and it says, um, let's see, blah, blah. The manager of a local picture people studio inside a Sears was stunned when her district manager called and told her to close the doors and take the money to the bank. Okay. She, compl- she complied, but not before calling customers to quickly come get their waiting portraits. They were lucky customers, as many others were left in limbo nationwide when picture people went dark without warning. Um, so previously located in standalone stores or mall slots, picture people moved into the Sears studios about a year ago when the department store folded its own portrait operations. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Oh, they were, so they were operating in Sears. Yeah. Oh, well, Sears is in trouble too. So yeah, well, uh, any, any, most places like that we're having the retail apocalypse, which we should do a whole episode on, but. This says, Picture People Studio has been on the Better Business Bureau's radar for some time. Prior to closing, Better Business Bureau did have a record where the company has had an F rating as a result of about 50 complaints filed against it over the last three years. And what were the nature of the complaints? Do we know? um, I was just just by a a brief Google search. I mean, everything that pops up was like one star, and it's just... Just people ripping them apart online. I'm yeah, sure but that what's it, it about? Because in the past, when I've heard stories of that with them, it has been more along the lines of people feel like it's a bait and switch. And and, and is it a bait and switch, or is it a? I don't understand. I want everything for my nineteen dollars. You know, because here's. I mean, I, I don't know, but you know this well as, as well as I do. We run into this time and time again with photography where you, you, you can tell somebody, great, you're going to get three pictures for this much money. And they go, okay. And then you show them the pictures and go, pick your three pictures. And then they get mad because you're not going to give them everything. And you're like, I, no, it's three. You want more? They cost more money. Well, that's too much money. Well, then you don't have to buy them. But I want them. But, yeah, but well, you know, that's what they – our. Our profession is a is one a very strange profession, 
in that people feel that they are entitled to what we produce and that we don't get to set the price for it. You don't do that. Any, they don't do that any place else. You don't go in and go, you know, but you know what? I want everything on the menu and, and I want you to give me a better price than that for it. You don't do that. Right. Any, you know, you don't do that any place else. But with photography, people do it all the time. And, well, with, and, and small businesses bit, in, with small businesses yeah. in general. I mean, photography you go- especially. And a little bit of that, I think, is backlash because it's like, okay, great. It's the mini session and it's, you know, 1995 and you get this. Oh, you want something else? Great. It's $50 an image. And they go, what? Because they're so, you know, they, they think going in that, oh, well, if it's 1995 and I get blah, then that's setting basically where at my bar. It should entitle me to everything. That's the price. You know, that's the sticker it's price. Got, or or if I want everything. something else, it's going to be five bucks. And they're surprised to suddenly find out it's 50 because, you know, it's a trick that photographers use uh, to get you in the door at a very, very low price and then hope that they produce something that's so incredible that you'll be willing to pay for it. And right. so, sometimes it backfires. Well, let me uh, – I'll get in. I'm on the Better Business Bureau website, and I'll get into it just to give an example of kind of the things that were complained about. Um, terrible experiences time after time. Today was our third time at this particular <laughs> – Right. That's the, I already started giggling like into this. The one. third time I came was just as bad as the first time. Okay, yeah. well I'm just curious about that. Why would you go the second, third time? Um, today a third time is particularly fire were the worst yet. We will not be going back a fourth time. Every time you go, it's the same thing. We we wait almost two hours past our appointment time to be seen. Oh, then you have to deal with the ripoff session for 45 minutes as they try and confuse you into an upsell over and over and over. They are purposely unhelpful and obtuse in a way to hopefully get you to just give up and buy whatever they offer you. You're basically being held hostage for three to four hours, and then it just goes on and on. It's the same it, same complaints. If you remember from Glamour Shots back in the day, it was always the same, like – um, it, it is, and they went out of business too. It's just that they're basically mining the the people who want to spend the least possible amount of money for the best possible pictures, and then they're sort of surprised that they're 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 they've got clients that don't want to pay more. You know what right. I mean? It, it's it's it, it, having a good business is always about finding the right client and being the right business for that client, and they were just mining the bottom of the barrel as far as people and what the amount of money that people want. I'm not saying anything about the people personally, just saying that these are people looking to get cheap photos um, who maybe don't aren't able to spend more. And that's there's nothing wrong with that, but you're going to be dealing with a lot of people. When you're dealing with price shoppers, it's always going to be a more difficult business, and you're dealing with people who, who are looking for value over price. Um, as far as you know, quality over price. Um, by the way, John Burge writes in and asks, did I miss the talk on the fire truck photo or is that no longer up for discussion? <laughs> we will be talking about that this episode, John. Just hold on to your horses. We will get there. And then uh, Carol pipes in. Some of the complaints I read were holiday photos and wait times past appointments of two plus hours past start time. Imagine all the super angry children screaming in the waiting yeah. area. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. You can't know. You got to be, because I'm going to say, I'm going to, yeah. I have an appointment at 11 o'clock. I expect to be seen at 11 o'clock. Yeah, unless you're at the doctor's, and then 11.15 or 11.20. Or, or 1, 2 o'clock, or the next day, yeah. depending on your doctor. <laughs> Dang doctors. Uh, but, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's big news because they were sort of the, you know, the, the kind of a flagship for, for running a mass portrait photography business. Well, they and were the last man standing. Really, yeah, and it seems like that that business model – for going low doesn't work. So my question is, is this good or bad for professional photography as a whole? Is this good. a good indicator or a bad one? I, I think it's in a way it's a good indicator because guys like that fix it so that the, the independent businessman can't get the small mini sessions because they can just go to picture people. You know, I think it's good. 
right? Because they don't, people don't, without Sears, Walmart, Picture People, J.C. Penny, there are no options except to go find an independent operator anymore. Right, and I think it's tough. It's so tough in the portrait world. If you want to be a portrait photographer, you either I feel like you've either got to offer something that is extraordinary. Um, in the vein of the people who do senior portraits where they put all the Photoshop actions and, and it looks like a movie poster and, you know, th- that kind of stuff is just unbelievable. Offer something extraordinary or, uh, as in a case like mine, you have to offer an experience that they don't normally get in that I photograph a lot of people who are on vacation at the beach, which is not someplace they normally are, and they would like to have pictures of themselves on the beach, which is not something they can get back home in Indiana. So then they will pay someone to come out and do pictures. They won't pay a lot, but they'll pay somebody out to come and do pictures. But if you're just looking for families to just come in the door and buy family portraits, wow, that market's a lot tougher than it used to be. It's definitely a commodity business, and and what defines a commodity business is the price is determined by the market and and, and nothing else. Right. If you've got a a boutique business, what you charge should have nothing to do with what it costs you to produce it. You charge based on your brand and your story that you're telling and yourself as an artist. And, you know, you can go into somewhere like Pottery Barn, and you know that table did not cost them. You know, they're charging $1,500 for a coffee table. You know they didn't pay $1,000 for that coffee table. It's right. got nothing to do with it. It's Pottery Barn, you know what I mean? Or, or right. even brands even higher than that for people that, you know, that know about stuff that I don't know about because yeah. I'll just never live in it. But you know what I mean? And so they're basically uh, not having that end of the portrait business. Leaves a gap wide open for photographers who want to work in volume. But I still don't think that the majority of those people might be great portrait clients because that they're trained to go in and go okay i should get everything for 20 or 30 dollars yeah well i think they're a little bit ruined you know it's 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 you know in much in the way that cell phones are hurting the wedding industry places like picture people have hurt the portrait industry because now you're training a generation that you're supposed to get a bunch of pictures for 20 bucks now this is a perfect segue if cell phones are ruining the wedding industry this is a perfect segue into our next story which is the fire truck story. <laughs> fire truck so this, story. I was just poking around the interwebs, you know, like right. I do, right? And I noticed that uh, you had you had posted something, uh, and then uh, just a little while later, you posted this sort of uh, unusually just blase, like unimpassioned explanation, and withdrew a post based on something around a fire truck. Would you? Would you tell that story? Okay, um, I was uh, surfing um, Board Panda, and they did a thing where they collected hashtags from uh, Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show. They do a hashtag thing, and this one was called Wedding Fails. And so I'm enjoying all of these Wedding Fail stories from Twitter. And then one of them was a girl who had said that uh, there had, someone had pulled the fire alarm at their wedding, and the fire trucks had showed up. She said, but, you know, we got a bunch of, but we got great pictures. And she had included a picture with that uh, tweet. And the picture, obviously taken with a cell phone, of them standing in front of a fire truck, um, glare from the lights, and you you couldn't even see the couple. You couldn't even really. They didn't see. wipe off the lens. I mean, you couldn't see the truck. You couldn't see the people. There was no flash on them. It was it was like if you weren't told that there was a fire truck and a bride and groom there, you might not even be able to figure it out. It was large, It was obviously someone whipped out their cell phone and took a snapshot. Obviously not professional. And um and I just gra- I you know I like it was funny that she said we got great pictures and then she posted that one which I assume was the only one she had in her phone when she did the the tweet and not her professional pictures of course but I thought it was funny and so I grabbed the picture and I posted it up I said obviously your definition of great is different than mine 
Well, um, you know, which was which was a little catty. Sure, sure, a absolutely. Cat- yeah, it's a little like, snarky. Rawr, yeah, rawr, yeah, sure, just sure. a little. Absolutely. But that's what you do. You're a comedian. I'm, I'm absolutely sure it was. And um, the so um, people came in and some other people made little comments. I like the one who said, oh, it looks like a phase one. <laughs> phase one camera, the most expensive camera you can own. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Uh, and then there was a person who was a member of the group um, who took offense at it. And um, as is your right, uh, said that she, I, the, this person, uh, I think it was, a, I don't know, uh, had taken offense and proceeded to say that it was horrible that we were making fun of this. And then people went, came to my defense or the defense of making, you know, and so then the back and forth ensues. The defense so, of free speech? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, defense of free speech as well as defense of, hey, why don't you be nice to people? You know, I'm not... Everybody's got a good point of view here, and so uh, this went on for like a day. And I was at the doctor's office and doing work, and was, didn't, had no idea. I had no idea this was raging on in my group. So at the end of the day, I come in, I see this, I'm like, oh my gosh, da 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 da, da. and I see that the person who done this, who did, who who was upset, has quit the group. And I say, okay, well, you know, that's enough of that, and I delete the entire thing. Because one of the problems with the internet is that if you have a healthy debate, and then the debate stays around forever, you're going to be revisiting it again and again and again. And we need to move past things and, you know, get on with our lives and not uh, hate somebody for something they said two years ago and stuff like that. So I'm like, this isn't necessary. So I deleted it. But then I thought, well, now that I've deleted it, I need to explain why I've deleted it. So then I wrote the little pseudo uh, like I said it wasn't an apology it was just hey guys I took that down uh some of them didn't like it they have every right to not like it they have every right to speak their mind and I respect that um you know perhaps it I shouldn't have made that comment but but I did and it's out there now and that's why I took it down and then you know and then eventually enough people commented on that thread that I had to delete it too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I don't, you know, I didn't want, you know, and I really think that there should be more deleting, by the way, on, on the internet and in Facebook, because you just don't need that hanging around. That's it, it will overshadow what you're trying to do and anything that you're trying to do. It's not that, really the mission of the of the, group. and it's not the mission of the group to make fun of things. And so maybe I shouldn't have even made the joke, but I really, honestly, when I made the joke, was not thinking I'm about to dump on a professional photographer. Who no, it was a bride posting a cell phone pic. You know, and I didn't, when she said we got great pictures, I don't think she was talking about that one. I, I argue that it was in defense of the photographer and really picking on the bride because she goes, at least we got great photos and then posted the worst picture in the universe. You saw the picture. And it was not. It, it Is there any like way, some, shape like or somebody, form no. that that was taken by someone who was paid? No, absolutely not. Okay. Like that was that was like the mother of the bride, probably drunk, and she probably licked the lens on the phone camera before she took the picture. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I had thought for a moment that it was a professional image, I never would have said that. I right. thought, I you know, I was, I was just like, I was making fun of how, and also making fun of how you and you know, I like to joke about how everything is awesome. Everything can't be awesome, and everything can't be great. Not all your couples are awesome. Not all your yeah. clients are awesome. And I'll Some say your- this. Whoever took that picture, if you think it's great and you stand in front of me and say that, I'll look right in the face and say, obviously, your definition of great is different than mine. I'm not – Obviously, you're not a golfer. I have no problem saying to anyone that that's not a great image and defending that that because, you know what? I'm a professional photographer and I know what I'm talking about. And so I have no problem doing that. um, There is a limit of correctness uh, that's sort of like it's okay to say – that to speak the truth. You know, I don't think it was – I thought it was funny because I thought you were almost like, man, she – Really should have. First of all, the photographer should have been out there taking pictures of the fire truck. He probably was, but she doesn't have them on her phone. When she yeah. did the tweet, she couldn't pull from it. Yeah. Well, then you know, 
at least we got great pictures. I don't know. I think you were fine. I think I think people were being <laughs> little sensitive sallies a little bit. And I and I don't mind political correctness. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think everybody could do with being a little bit more uh, a little bit more sensitive. There is a there is a limit to that for me though, and that is I can post whatever the hell I want in my own dang Facebook group, and if you don't like it, then you can take your ball and go home with your stupid face. That's how I feel. Well, about I, you know, it. I you know I respect everybody's right to an opinion, and I expect everybody's right to post what they they want or to say what they want. Um, and so I don't fault uh, the person for speaking their mind at all. Every once in a while, so I, I, mean, I'm, I might have needed a comeuppance. Uh, you know, who knows? I'm nah. all for it. No, listen. Nah. No, I'm all for it. I'm just – but I think that the overreaching thing for me that's important to remember is that this happens all the time. And we can't blow it out of proportion. You know, if, if I was wrong uh, to, have say, to make a little comment or as I'm sure I've been wrong many times in things that I've said – it shouldn't be um, a defining characteristic for me for the rest of my life, and it shouldn't be the thing that makes you hate me any more than I hate. You know, there are entertainers or, or whatever who I think are fantastic, but maybe they have a political belief I don't agree with. I don't hate them because of the political belief. Now, I, I don't define them by that. You know, that's like, just dumb. Yeah, yeah I just I mean, you know, and and I and I think that we have become because of social media a world in which we are becoming just way too partisan in that respect. One of I my think- best friends. And I, is he and I argue constantly about stuff, but we're still best friends. You and I argue about stuff. That's a perfect example. Somebody said – I've had people say to me, um, you know, do you think there's any concern about having uh, you serve on a, a committee maybe with somebody like Gary because he's such a good friend? And I'm like, what? Do you think that I won't go up head-to-toe head to toe against Gary if I don't agree with him? <laughs> You're more likely to disagree I'm, I'm more with likely you. to go head-to-toe against <laughs> Gary if I don't agree with him or any of my friends, in fact. You know, to me, that's the definition of a friend is that they're not afraid to speak truth to right, power. Because I can tell you right to your face that I don't have to be as polite because I know you. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And I feel like we're going in the other direction. We're getting to, we're, we're going into this direction of where you have to be more polite to everybody all the time. I just think it's, fa- it's, it's, it's about mixed company. It's never been any different. You know, you don't go to a dinner party and just start running your mouth and acting like a fool. The more people you don't know or that you're not familiar with in your group of people, usually the more you, you know, stay in your lane and and try not to be controversial. Now, if you're having a Scrabble night with your four best friends, which would be really really sad and kind of cool or whatever, (laughs) then you can say whatever the heck you want because they know you. And, like, obviously if they don't like you, they won't be there. So, like, but the problem is with, with Facebook is we've let our networks get so big and out of control and that we feel emboldened to speak. I think people overshare. I don't think it's a problem of how people react. I think people would react that if you were in a room with 150 people and you said that stuff, somebody would disagree with you and it'd be a sure. thing. But if you but people are too comfortable, in my opinion, just the way I am, putting too much personal stuff on social media. I don't want to know about your sicknesses i don't want to know about your arguments i don't want to know about your political beliefs i don't want to know if you're constipated i don't want to know any of that stuff i really really don't care there's a there's just a way i was raised as far as like oversharing in public is just not done but you know like aren't we doing that right now with a podcast it's our yeah but it's our own private audience like it's our private group well that's the other thing too that's the other thing i think people people think that every space and should be safe for them and no they shouldn't i'm there if i if i'm in a group and and i think some people in there are rude or whatever well you know i just leave the group i don't i don't you know and okay there's plenty of other groups to go to 
You know, Absolutely. Which yeah, which this particular person did. She you know left the group, and that's fine. I respect that, and I respect that the, if they felt it necessary to tell us that we were being a holes before they did. I get that too. Sure, great. I, I, that's okay. But you know, I just hope that they don't. If if I saw that person, I don't even know who it was. But I wouldn't hold it against them. I'd just be like, okay, you know, I, because it's a, such a small thing. But it now was, they've made up their mind about you. You know, you are awful. Exactly. Terrible, that, that's what I worry about. Evil. Yeah, Selfish, I don't worry, yeah, and I don't nasty, worry about him feeling that way about me. Vile, yes. filthy, mm. hideous, yes. dark, Certainly. sinister, Indeed. evil, For conniving. Sure. Yes. I ran out of adjectives. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> you know, and that's and so to me, it's all it's all it's all wider. You know, you're like you were like, let's let's talk about this thing, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I don't really care about the specifics of the thing. What's interesting to me is the wider scope of how we are becoming people who don't allow anyone to ever disagree with us or or to make a mistake or or to be a little different or to be a little snarky or to be and and we're all apologizing way too much when we are I you know it's it's actually been one of my one of my focuses the last couple of years is to stop saying I'm sorry for stuff yes. like when I stop saying I'm sorry for stuff that I didn't do wrong you know like it, it, as simple as when you're out in public and you brush up against someone trying to get to the bar or the bathroom and you go oh sorry no not sorry there was a 3 inch <laughs> space there and the bathroom's on the other side of you like let me say excuse me or pardon me i'm not going to apologize right, right. so get get apologies out of your head and then they when you really do screw up and need to apologize then they're worth something. Yeah, then it means something. <laughs> but now it's gotten to the point where you apologize nonstop. I'm a fan of Robin Williams, who famously would not apologize for any joke he ever told, no matter how offensive it was or whatever. Went. He was like, "No, I'm a comedian. I'm not. No, I'm not going to apologize. I was trying to be funny. They don't. They're not all going to land, you know. And in this case, and also, if you have a hundred people and only one of them's mad at you, you actually did a pretty good job because you're not going to get all hundred. Yeah. You're never going to get all hundred. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're just and not going to get all hundred. Is it possible to just quietly leave a group and you just have to like plant your flag on that hill and make a That's fine. No, but that's it. fine. I'm, I, in no way do I want to demonize that person at all. That's fine. No, you let's you do have it. every right to do it. No, let's I don't. That, you can do some. that, but I'm not going to do that because I, I'm perfect. I, you, you've got a right. I respect it. And that's great. And I also have a right to delete the whole thing after you've had your say. And, and we're going to, and we're going to move on. But, Let's move on. That's my point. Let's all. I want to get this person's address, and I want to call all the religious groups to go door to door and invite them over. There you go. Come on, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and whoever else goes door to door. Baptists, maybe I don't know. Get them all knocking on their door every Sunday, handing out free literature, pamphlets with hellfire on them and stuff. Now that would be a comeuppance, my friend. But I just, like I said, I don't. You know, everybody's got a right to their opinion, and everybody's got a right to voice it. And I get that, but I just hope. That people just don't take it too, you know, too close to heart and too personal on stuff like that. Because and if they do, they can go home. Because you're going to be mad all the time. This is a comedy podcast. We make fun of things and laugh at things all the time. Yeah. And I'm sure that there is no way we haven't offended somebody at this point. Oh my god, yeah, I've offended, I offend people daily. I'm always but if going to offend If somebody's somebody. got a problem, just don't don't listen to it. We're not doing anything wrong. We're having a good time. And if you can't laugh, then you're probably real miserable. Sorry to hear. Well, it. I said that in the thing. I said, you know, I said people. A person can't spend their. It can't be perfect all the time as to not offend anybody. And if they were, I would not want to hang out with that person. 
Yeah, no, no, please, <laughs> who, who please. Who wants to hang out with people. that guy? I want to hang out with the guy that every once in a while says something where you go, oh, dude, no. And the guys go, oh, <laughs> me. okay. That's yeah. me. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Yeah, because the, uh, the rest of the time, when you're not saying that to the person, uh, they're, they're landing good ones. And you're laughing yeah. and you enjoy it. And also, you'd be surprised at how many times you have your opinion or your mind changed by somebody who's not afraid to say something that's uh, not politically correct. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. All right, then. So, fire truck gate. There you have it. Yeah. Fire well, it really wasn't. You know, like I said, if, if it had been five people coming after me, then I would have been like, okay, let's take a close look at what I did here and, and if I was out of line. I need to reevaluate. Yeah. But, if it's, but if it's one person, then that's not enough people. And we've all seen things on the internet and on Facebook where there are five and ten and fifteen people who are pissed off about something, and then it is time to con- seriously consider their, you know, their role. But uh, or not, yeah, or not. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Trying so hard to be uh, to be magnanimous here, you're making it very difficult. Because I, I'm angry that you're being magnanimous a little yeah, bit. Because little... because because it was in my group, so I have to you know play a little. I have to be a little bit more magnanimous. You you're the outside. You can just be. You can spit brimstone and fire all you want to, but it's my name. Because I'm doing it for you. I'm yeah, defending well, you. I appreciate that. That's right. Don't but, poke Mama I, Bear. I'm fine. Mama Bear's gonna protect her cubs. I'm fine. Mama. Yeah. Okay. But, and I get it. I get it. It. I, I get it. Where you could you could go. Oh, really? Way to go! Nice professional teaching photographer just ripping some other photographer's work. Yeah, but see, I wasn't. It wasn't. Then a, they do it not wasn't know a photographer's you. work. They, then they do not know you. Yeah, no, then they, they do definitely know don't you. know me. But it wasn't a photographer's work. It was somebody with a cell phone at a wedding. It wasn't a photographer's work. John there's, Burge there's, wants there's to know. And can we talk your... about that? Can we talk about everybody being a photographer for a minute? I'm just tired of it. Look, Everyone isn't a all, photographer. Uh, two thousand called, and it wants its uh, disgruntled for, uh, professional photographer back. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Everyone is not. Listen, I like. It's to not play, as bad as it used to be. I like to play guitar, but I am not a musician. There's, you know, there's a difference between me, a guy who likes to play guitar, and a musician. And mm. you know, and I am not a musician. Would you consider yourself a musician, Gary? I used to be a professional musician. Yeah, because you played in a band. I got paid money. Okay, uh, so you, you could say you were a musician. You know, I was in a band, but I didn't play. But I wouldn't. Consider I mean, there are different. There are different types. Like you could be a session musician, and those guys are typically really, right. really good at what they do. I, you know, I got paid for for some gigs for a couple of years, but you know. But I like. I it. am. I'm definitely not now. I'm more of a karaoke enthusiast. Right. But if somebody said to you, "Oh yeah, I'm a professional musician," musician, would you go, "Oh yeah, me too"? Uh, no, because <laughs> I'm not anymore. Um, right. Oh, and although, but even you know, if you, you even if you said to them, "I used to have a band," you would say it in a sense of, "Well, you know, yeah, I, I was in a band for a couple of years, but you know, not what you do." Yeah, if some if somebody's a professional musician, to me, it's like you're working with the Philharmonic, right? Or you're or you're in Nashville doing you know gig and session right. drums and stuff like that, you know. And my cousin is a professional musician. He's on tour with Julio Iglesias right now. He's well, at least I think he just got off tour and he's working on some album stuff. He's a session man in Nashville. He's a How musician. How old is Julio Iglesias now? Oh, I don't know, man, but they love him worldwide. And yeah. I mean, he goes everywhere. His Facebook feed is nothing quando, but... Quando, quando, yeah. quando. Here we are in Rome, and here we are in Venice, and here we, he traveled all over the world with Julio. Uh, me and Julio. Oh, you know who he... And you know who he... he, uh, he, he where he was? He was playing at the ASCAP convention, the Society of the American Society of Composers, Artists, and Performers. The ones who pay all the royalties and collect yeah. them and pay yeah. them. Yeah, and, and when he said that he, on Facebook, I'm like, dude, you got to meet... You got to try and meet Paul Williams, because Paul Williams is the president of ASCAP. You know, mm-hmm. Paul Williams, a great songwriter from the seventies. ASCAP. 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 <laughs> yes. 
He's the president. And if you don't know who Paul Williams is... He's the ASCAP president. He's the ASCAP president. And um, Okay. And uh, come to find out he did. He walked, into, he walked into an elevator and there he was. And there was Paul Williams. He ah, wrote, how about that? He wrote We've Only Just Begun for the Carpenters. Oh, that's a great song. He wrote um, Rainbow Connection for the Muppets. Which is a phenomenal song. Yeah. We sing it to our kids all the time. Yeah, it, it is the, uh, as he said, he described, he told, they asked him when he, to write a song for the Muppets. And he said, my goal was to write When You Wish Upon a Star for the Muppets. A song right. that would be for the Muppets what When You Wish Upon a Star is for Disney. And I think he, huh? he achieved it. Yeah, about as close as you could get, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, without calling it When You Wish Upon a Muppet. Right. He wrote just an old-fashioned love song, The Three Dog Night. Ooh, this guy's great. You don't know Paul Williams? I mean, I mean, I know all of his music clearly. Like I've heard all those, I love all those songs. He was Little Enos in Smokey and the Bandit. Really? Yes, I Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. I'd like to kick his ass just one time. That was Paul Williams. <laughs> he was huge in the seventies, like Hollywood Squares, sitting in for Johnny Carson. He was huge, uh, and then people think he's dead, and he's not. He's still, he can't sing a lick, but he's a great songwriter. And can I can I ask you a question? All right. Which one of us was alive in the seventies? I was. Okay, just just pointing out there's a reason I wasn't there for that heyday. Like I right. know the music didn't wasn't really there when he was on TV and stuff. So right, just just just. But you but you like music, and so I would assume you might would know that. I, I do like music. I like rhythm. I like music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that there was a point there or a joke that I just missed. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bad quote. Anyway, let's move on because uh, I think we're we're getting. Now, now I've got to quit your time. group. Because you just said something I didn't agree with. Oh, did I offend you? You poor, poor baby. All right, we need to wrap this up, I guess. Do we? Have we been? How long have we been talking? Right now, I think we're at something about like uh, 45, forty-five minutes. minutes? I, yeah, because yeah. you got into you know you can't get you just you can't go into fire truck gate because <laughs> that's a story that's gonna. Yeah, my final take on fire truck gate oh, is. Oh, please uh, give us your final take, Mister Hughes. <laughs> Let's though here. Would you like some more kerosene to throw on my fire? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's my take on fire truck gate. Everybody, calm down. Like, <laughs> simmer down yeah. now. Simmer down now. Everybody, calm down. It's really not that big a deal. I, I doubt that even if the photographer who shot that wedding uh, saw that post, I doubt they would even care. They'd probably go, "Yeah, they did really post the crappy photos. I have some better ones over here. I was kind of disappointed in that. Good thing they didn't tag me. You know." I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I, I see it. I, I see that everywhere now, and and I just wonder about it because when did it become when did it become not okay for people who are good at something to call out people who are not good at it? Um, I don't know. It really depends. Uh, you know, because it's it's like saying you know. You know, you suck up or something. I don't know, man. I'm I fine. mean, I just don't get it. I mean, a movie reviewer writes a, a review and says this movie is awful, and 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 they don't go, "Oh my god, how, how dare you!" You know, say something bad about another person. They don't know. That's what you do with art. <laughs> we, art pe- is going to get critiqued. People trash each other on YouTube in YouTube comments and Amazon reviews and stuff. Have you ever yes. seen those? Are the funniest things. Art in the is world. going to be critiqued. Okay, yeah. art, and if you're an artist and you're going to put your work out there, prepare to have it critiqued. Yeah, do not put it on the internet because someone will say something. I was just pulling up i have a youtube video that i made a couple of years ago on um fixing lens glare and eyeglasses in a photo and it was something that i just made for just basic content posted it on my blog and stuff and i usually get about two or three hundred i haven't worked my youtube channel out used by like two or three hundred views on a video i went back the other day and this one has over ten thousand views on it Mm. when the next highest one is like 375 so for some reason this video is like doing really well i went and looked at the comments and the guy the guy one guy commented on i'm assuming it's a guy 
goes worst toot ever like tutorial oh worst oh worst toot yeah. oh now we yeah. can't even type tutorial it's or it was be like yeah it was like worst toot i've seen in years or something like that and so i i, I replied to the comment i said so what you're saying is i'm number one <laughs> <laughs> Like you can't uh, let this stuff get you down, man. I get my, I got videos and stuff with, diff- all over the, all over the internet, man. And and I got negative comments from time to time. And you just can't, like, you know, I got on a creative live class. I got like a a thumbs down review where they said everything in in the re- actual review was positive, but they still click like thumbs down, except for like one thing. Like they didn't like the blue background I was using, so I got a thumbs down. Oh, we like, we laugh at um, people who uh, do reviews of their cruise when they take a cruise, and they say things like, oh, it was awful. We had to take a tender ship to get from the cruise to Belize. And now, you know, well, yeah, I mean, they can't just crash through the coral reef and, and dock the damn boat up at Belize. How is that the cruise line's fault? Did you want them to do an emergency <laughs> Landing, <laughs> pop know, out the big yellow slide and just throw yeah, everybody I don't over. You know, I understand how that's the cruise line's fault. You know, and also on on Tuesday night they ran out of free pizza. Okay, well, but the other six nights you were stuffing your pie hole with free pizza, right? So, are please. you sure? Did you go to one of the other six cafeterias and check? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure there's still pizza. I just, on that people boat. They, they get so upset if the slightest thing is not exactly to where to what the, they want it to be there, and they want to and they want to tell the world about it. You yeah, know, well, and now they can. And now I used can. to be that way a little bit. I used to be a little bit of that. Oh, I want to go oh, and just, I, I want to tell the world that I got. And then and now I'm, I'm just over it. Now I'm just like whatever. I hardly write negative reviews unless it's real bad. I eviscerated the Fleming Steakhouse by my house on 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 the internet a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. They were, oh yeah. I, I'm not going to go into it, but they suck real bad. <laughs> uh, but I uh, once a week I go on Google and I leave uh, at least two, usually three reviews for local businesses that i use just to as like to put positive into the universe and i think it's you know i think that's a good thing so it it, it, focusing on the positive parts of life is fine taking all the uh negative neds and nancys and letting them take their ball and go home and be very very sad and alone and the best part is that when they wake up tomorrow they'll still be jerks and we'll still be having fun doing what we're doing yeah so yeah yeah. yeah. So lighten up, everybody. It's 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 just photography. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is just photography. And I know, and, and I run into this. I know you run into it too, where um, people are always a little worried that you're going to say something or do something that's going to offend somebody. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. I'll do my best not to. But sometimes that's going to happen in pursuit of 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 being funny. I, I you know, yeah. I, you know, yeah. But my the people I care the most about will. Forgive me and move on, just like I would for them when they say something dumb. Right. And a lot of people I know say dumb things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap it up. Have you got anything coming up you need to talk about? I know we're, uh, we're coming up not too far now from the big uh, return to Focus oh, yeah. in Orlando. We will be uh, doing the show live at the Focus Convention in Orlando. What are the dates on that? Do you have them in front of you? I'm looking that up right now, my friend. And the website is for all the information is areyouinfocus.com, and that's going to be the uh, Focus Convention, uh, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, 2018, in Orlando, Florida. And this is the great part about this, Bouray. This can be a great trip for your family. If you're anywhere near and you want to come hang out with us, just get on a plane, head down to Orlando, bring your sunscreen, let your kids play in the pool and go to the parks, come see some awesome classes. The instructors are awesome. Uh, let me just take a look at some of this speaker's action, see what's going on here. We have uh, Luke Edmondson, 
amazing photographer, sure. uh, second generation. Uh, Jeff Dachowski uh, from Up in the North. He's great. Ted Linksack, Jamie Hayes, Audrey Woolard, which is awesome. Christy Newell, who has been on the show. Oh, my before. God. I mean, I, I, I've seen the lineup, but now that you're mentioning it, I know yeah. every one of these people. This yeah. is going to be fantastic. Ma- Mary Fish Taylor. It's going to be awesome. She's got one of the most badass portrait businesses in the business, her and Jamie Hayes. And probably the headliner being sponsored by Canon is Lindsay Adler. So it's going to be a really killer time. And what's great about this is rather than sometimes you go to those big conventions, at the smaller state conventions, you really get a lot of time with these instructors. They're all out and about, hanging out at the bar, going to the parties, and you get a lot of time. To uh, to spend with them more than you would almost anything else. So, oh yeah, um, I was I did a thing in uh, let's say Alabama, maybe I did a thing in Alabama, and then that night hanging out in the hospitality suite, um, somebody asked me a question about how she was having trouble uh, bounce flashing uh, in the hallway, and I said, "Well, come with me." And the next thing you know, it's me and ten people in the hallway, and I'm giving a hands on how to bounce flash in a hallway class. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know? I mean that's the that's what you get at, at places like this, and I absolutely love it. And it's our homecoming, so we're gonna do a live recording of the podcast and you can be in the audience we'll have a microphone for the audience you can get on the show so make sure that you get there if you want to get there it's areyouinfocus.com is all your information um and coming up before that just next month i've got two things coming up june's kind of busy for me and then i think i'm done until september really speaking which is great um I am doing the Florida Photography Workshops in Daytona Beach, and I'm doing a two-day class on marketing. And so it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a lot of live and hands-on. We're going to create cinemagraphs, and we're going to create live videos and time lapses and come up with all that great content and show you how to do everything hands-on, as well as talk about some great concepts about how to market using social media. It's going to be a really fun class. You don't even have to be a photographer to come to this thing. It's going to be universally applicable marketing knowledge, and that's going to be a really cool time and that's coming up uh june 9th 10th are going to be the days that i'm teaching but you can also pick from a bunch of incredible four day long classes june 9th through the 12th and the instructors are we have world famous photographer tim kelly eric caparis who has recently just stormed the international photographic competition with his incredible work thomas dodd brilliant artist linda long friend of the show is also going to be teaching yeah. so we've got a lot of ton of great and you get basically Four days with those instructors, with most of them. So it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of hands-on, deep dive into those subjects. And then also, I have one last thing to plug. So if you are in the great state of Texas or anywhere thereabouts, um, actually, it's just a big state, so it's probably just going to be mostly people from Texas. But if you feel like going to Texas, I am going to be speaking on behalf of White House Custom Color at the Texas Professional Photographers Summerfest. And this is a really cool event. It's a one where everybody brings their families. It's at this beautiful resort, um, and it is an absolute blast. We have a really good time. They have some great instructors, and I'm going to be doing some really cool uh, uh, marketing classes short form there and judging for their competition. And the website for that is tppa.org slash Summerfest, and that's June 24th through the 27th. Do not miss it. All right. I think that's it. All right. Well, that about covers it for this week's episode of the Photobomb Podcast. You can find us online, Photobomb, uh, Photo, I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash Photobomb Podcast. You can find our website, PhotobombPodcast.com. You can find Gary at HughesFiorelli.com. Yep. And you can find me at BooRayPerry.com. You can email us, questions at PhotobombPodcast.com, and we'll see you back here again next week. See you later.